What is going on? Welcome to the show. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Thank you very much for letting me be a party day. I appreciate it. Uh, we are going to uh, what? Uh, ditch the masks, but monitor the poop. So uh, that is the big takeaway from the county commission meeting last night, which honestly, the monitoring of the poop is long overdue. And I will uh, I'll get back to that later. I don't want to ruin anybody's lunchtime here. So uh, also, we are going to talk a little bit about what's going on up in Raleigh with the maps. I'm going to uh, I'll give you a breakdown at the precinct level of what precincts are in every single district. No, I'm kidding. I'm not I'm not going to do that. The, ma- uh, the maps are uh, are changing moment to moment, minute by minute. And I realize as I'm saying this, like there are a lot of M's in my uh, my lead in here. You've got the, the masking, the mandates, the maps, the making maps, minute to minute moments. I should have actually, I should have written up a really alliterative kind of opening, but I didn't. I'm a slacker, I guess. Anyway, big uh, takeaways from the county commission meeting last night. First off, um, take the win, folks. Please, take the win, all right? People who have been going down to county commission meetings and and demanding that the mask mandate end, take the win. I'm not saying that you you stop arguing, you know, against various COVID-related mandates and such and reactions, uh, all of that, keep... Keep on doing that, but take this win. Also, I say this from a place of love and and a place that I want you to be successful when uh, when arguing these things. Sometimes it does not help to be obnoxious. I'm just throwing that out there. Sometimes it does not help. Sometimes it does, not often, but sometimes it. Most times it doesn't. Um. As for the county commissioners, they struggled last night. They struggled. It was very obvious that uh, they did not like the people that have been pestering them to lift the mandate. That was very clear. And um, just a heads up, county commissioners, when you make those comments under your breath, we can hear them. And you're going to hear them because I have them all on tape. Yeah. It's what I used to do back in my day. No, it's what I used to do, and I, I, I did another one. Did two of them, actually. Montages, they are called. So there was also uh, outright contempt that the county commissioners expressed. Uh, when not under their breath, they uh, would you know, take the opportunity during their comments to uh, essentially call everybody in the crowd racists and then get mad at them for you know, being obnoxious right back. So, and then lamenting how it's all become so political. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It was very clear that the county commissioners did not want to give those people a win. Um, Also, the shift away from the mask mandate in Mecklenburg County is in fact part of a larger coordinated shift that is occurring. This is obvious. You can hear uh, Governor Cooper at three o'clock today, his, uh, his uh, flack, uh, Ford Porter, put out a statement today saying, uh, earlier today on Twitter, saying that he was going to uh, urge the rollback of the mask mandates. And you're going to hear from the public health director, uh, Dr. Washington, uh, in Mecklenburg County here last night in these comments that, I mean, they they had this discussion for about two and a half hours or so. And he says repeatedly that 
He's been in contact with health departments around the state that have mask mandates in place. They're all moving in this direction. They're all looking to take their mask mandates off. Well, why now? See, this is the big question. Why are they doing it now? We haven't hit the 5% positivity rate. That was the target metric that we based our mask mandate on. The only place that I'm aware of that uses that single metric, which is a terrible metric, um, to use that as the target. Why? There are better targets, better metrics that we should have been using. And now it looks like at least we're going to be moving in that direction. I got to tell you, listening to Dr. Washington last night, I'm cautiously optimistic. Some of the stuff that he's saying seems intended. Now, I don't know his motives. I'm just watching like anybody else is. Um, but I I get the sense that because he says he's looking for off-ramps. And I've been saying this for weeks now. Please take this opportunity to exit at the off-ramp. And if you're not willing to do it now, then you're never going to be willing to do it. And let's be clear, there are people that are never willing to do it. They will be they will never want the masks to go away. There are people that are like that. And you can't deny that. Okay. I know there are a lot of people, like namely the county commissioners that want to deny that that is true, but it is true. There are people that do not want the mask mandates to go away. There are people, because two of them spoke last night, and what Dr. Washington pointed out was he's not arguing against masks. He's arguing against the mandate. But then you have this phenomena occur where you've got these county commissioners that are like, I want to signal to everybody that I care about them, that I, I hear them, you're, you're listened to, you have value, I love you. Welcome to Costco, I love you. It's a reference to the documentary Idiocracy. At any rate, there are people on county commission that wanted to try and signal to everybody that they really do care. So... Let's change the wording of the uh, of the uh, mandate rescission. Let's let's change the wording to communicate how much we care. Like, oh my gosh, this coddling of the American mind. Do we really need this all the time? Do people really need to hear? Well, apparently a lot of people do. News Talk eleven ten ninety nine three WBT tickets now on sale. For our 100th anniversary celebration. I know, I don't even feel 100. No, it's WBT's, right, 100th anniversary. Saturday, April 9th, 7.30. I'm going to be there a whole bunch of it. In fact, it's going to be like the biggest gathering of WBT alum ever. At Halton Theater at CPCC, all to celebrate the 100th anniversary of WBT. And uh, we got John Hancock, H.A. Thompson, Jim Barrel, James K. Flynn. Uh, well, I mean, a, a ton, the invite list is massive, as you might imagine, 100 years. There's a lot of people that have worked here in 100 years. So uh, also, not only do we honor the 100 years of WBT history, but we're inducting three new members into the WBT Hall of Fame. That would be John Stokes, Bob Lacey, and Jim Zoki. WBT's 100th anniversary. Get tickets at WBT.com. Get details. Where, Pete? Glad you asked. WBT.com. It's all on Saturday, April 9th at Halton Theater. Get your seats now, and I'll see you there. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, county commissioners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the very beginning of the meeting last night, 
Chairman George Dunlap makes an announcement. All right, before we get into our meeting tonight, I am obligated to share with you that Mecklenburg County is currently under a mask mandate. (laughs) However, tonight uh, I am going to take the privilege of suspending that for tonight, pending the outcome of tonight's vote. Wait, what? Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You can just take a privilege and suspend a rule just like that. Which is really remarkable because it kind of gives away the game that the vote was a fait accompli, right? We already knew then that this thing was going to pass. First of all. Second of all, if you can just suspend the rule at your whim, just whenever you want to, um... Why can't you make it go away for the next 10 days? Because they did, in fact, pass the the rescinding of, the elimination of, the repeal of the mask mandate. They did pass it. It was unanimous. But because you got to give a public notice to a rule change as a public board of health or state law that governs this, and so it had to be 10 days from now. Well, wait a minute. Why can't George Dunlap use his superpower as chairman and just take a privilege and lift it for the whole county? How about for the school district, too? No, no, no. They say that's up to the schools. Well, wait a minute. What kind of superpower is this? If he can't rescind it for everybody, then how could he have rescinded it last night? All right, let's be clear. There was no privilege that he has. He doesn't enjoy some privilege to rescind a mask mandate unilaterally, without board approval, without the 10 days necessary. No, what he's saying is we're not going to sick the police on you in here. In other words, we have a law that we're not going to enforce. Which is, by the way, like, that's not a good way to practice law. It's not a good idea. It's not a good way to practice lawmaking, right? It's not a good idea to pass a law and say we're not going to enforce this law that we're passing. Not a good idea. This is actually what the city of Charlotte did originally with their bathroom ordinance that got everybody all in trouble with the HB2 stuff. Because the city said, we're going to pass this law, we're going to, you know, regulate access. And they said, well, what happens if a business doesn't? They're going to face, like, these massive fines every single day. And the city said, well, we just wouldn't enforce it. And like, no, that's not the way you do that. If you're not going to enforce the law, then you don't freaking pass the law. I'm not even a lawyer, and I know that. I'm not even a politician, and I know that. Okay, so last night, Chairman Dunlap gives away the game by saying he's uh, uh, he's just going to ignore everybody who's maskless in the crowd. Then the director of public health, Dr. Raynard Washington, said that there are more variants that are going to... um, that are going to emerge in the fight against Omicron or uh, fight against COVID, but we're going to need to learn to live with it. We're not on a pathway to eradication. Uh, so we don't have global vaccine equity. Uh, we certainly do not have enough uh, preventive measures across the world to stop the spread of COVID-19 completely. Uh, so as a result of that, because of its continual transmission, we do expect and anticipate that we will see new variants emerging. Uh, the variants over time have have evolved. Uh, they've gotten shorter in terms of their incubation period. We've also seen some uh, increases in their transmissibility, uh, which has resulted in many more cases, a lot more cases, in fact. Uh, but many of those cases, fortunately, are mild as a result of not just uh, the the 
transformation of the virus, but also as it relates to uh, more immunity in our community as a result of vaccinations. All right. So a couple of things there, right? No path to eradication. I think that's important to know because there are still some people who believe that a COVID zero target is achievable and it's not. Okay. So no path to eradication. Uh, in fact, uh, Commissioner Lee Altman made some argument about vaccines and, you know, the elimination of diseases and stuff and thinking that COVID could be uh, eliminated. But he said, we're not on a path towards that. He also pointed out that uh, the, you know, Omicron got less lethal and uh, more widespread. So there are more people now with immunity from vaccinations. And then later, about two hours later, uh, Washington made note of an omission that he had made. Uh, the last thing I should mention here that I forgot to mention clearly earlier was that we do have a higher level of immunity in our community uh, because we have higher vaccination rates uh, and we do have a large number of people who have natural immunity at this time because of the large number of people that were infected with the Omicron variant in our community. Uh, and so I do believe that that gives us great confidence uh, in our ability to be able to uh, make this transition at this time. Yes. Credit where it is due. He mentioned natural immunity. Of course, now it's convenient because it's in service to lifting the mask mandate. But welcome aboard. We are glad he is here. Seriously, I'm cautiously optimistic. He's saying things that I he's saying things that I've been saying. So naturally, I think he's very smart now. <laughs> no, I just I, it's good to hear public health officials say these things that he's saying because I don't need to hear them, but other people might. Mm-hmm. All right, News Talk 1110-993-WBT, just to be clear. I think Dr. Reynard Washington, the um, uh, epidemiologist, or, or he's an epidemiologist. He's the head of the Mecklenburg uh, Health Department now, director of public health. I do believe he's way smarter than me. I, I, I was making a joke that he said the thing that I was saying, and so therefore... <laughs> I think he's smart. No, he's he's way smarter than I am. Yeah, I don't think you get to be an epidemiologist. <laughs> I don't think that's I would not could not cannot do that. So got to believe take some brains. No, I seriously, I'm cautiously optimistic. This stuff. He, and look, this to me, this makes a lot of sense. He's he's pitching what he called last night at the county commission meeting, which, yes, I watched the entire thing. So you didn't have to. You're welcome. Um COVID response 2.0 is what he called it. And I think this is very necessary. And again, I don't know the man. I I have never spoken with him. All I know is what I've seen on uh, the TV during the meetings and some quotes in the paper. That's it. But it seems like he understands there is this PR component. There's a, you know, this public education campaign component. And there had to be a reset. I mean, it's not a great reset. But it's a reset. There had to be. Because so many things had been done and said in the last two years regarding COVID and the response that the only way to rebuild trust is to get new people in there. Really. this And I've said this for, for I guess, now a year and a half with the noble lie about the masks initially, which was, you know, don't buy the masks, don't wear the masks, they don't work, that whole thing. And then, okay, now go get them. We We just had to lie to you in order to preserve the stockpile of PPE for the frontline workers. Okay, fine. A noble lie. The problem is it's still a lie, right? (laughs) It's still a lie. And you don't get to tell the noble lie and then maintain your credibility. Because now I may think everything you're telling me is a noble lie, right? 
Because it could be you've already demonstrated a willingness to do it. In fact, I haven't even screened this yet, so uh, I assume that this clip is going to be clean. Here is uh, Dr. Fauci on with, that looks like uh, Chuck Todd, um, yeah, talking about the mask debate. Now, we could get lucky because the trajectory right now is going way down. Yeah. And it very well may be yeah. that if you take masks off the kids in the next week or so, it's going to keep going down. Yeah. But you've really got to be careful. You know, you don't want to say it's an absolutely wrong decision. It's understandable why people want to take masks off the kids. But right now, given the level of activity that we have, it is risky. So it's risky to take the masks off the kids who have, like, virtually no risk. (laughs) Okay. Um, By the way, why are the numbers going down? Right? Why are the numbers going down if the mask mandate has been in place since August? Why did they go up and why did they go down? Did the masks work? Oh, I know. It would have been so much worse if we didn't do this thing. Prove that negative, why don't you? So there's this shift occurring right now. I said this earlier. This shift in Mecklenburg County is part of a larger shift. It's why we don't need to hit the target of the 5% positive for seven straight days. We don't need to hit that target metric because the shift is part of a larger shift nationally. Dr. Washington said that the use of case counts and the percent positive as the metrics to use, he said that this is not adequate. These are not adequate metrics. He called them, uh, well, especially the uh, percent positive, he called it a less reliable metric. But to be clear, this has been true for a year. All right, here's Washington. Uh, As said for the last month, uh, we are reaching a corner that we have to turn relative to how we respond to COVID and really normalize its existence in our community and do everything possible to protect against those critical, severe outcomes and protect the most vulnerable in our community. Uh, And that remains important. It remains central. uh, And that remains the focus of what we do in public health here and, and statewide. Let me start with surveillance. Uh, As I've already described to you all, case counts are becoming more unreliable for us. Uh, Doesn't mean they're not useful. Uh, It doesn't mean that percent positivity does not tell us something. Uh, But those metrics are becoming less reliable as the proportion of cases that we can count is getting much lower. Uh, As well as uh, the reality is, I don't, um, on the horizon as it relates to um, what metrics we use across the country for determining community transmission, I do anticipate there will be some changes in those those recommendations in the very near future. Ah, did you hear that? He anticipates changes to the recommendations about percent positive, uh, percent positive metrics. He expects changes. Keep that in mind. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The Pete Callender Show here. Mecklenburg County's mask mandate is going to expire on February 26th. That after the county commissioners last night voted to rescind the mandate. But you got to wait 10 days. Got to wait 10 days. Keep that mask on for the next 10 days. Um, Dr. Raynard Washington is the public health director in Mecklenburg County. He kept saying that he expects changes to recommendations coming from various entities like uh, the CDC, like North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, Later on today, actually, we're going to hear from the governor at three o'clock and he's going to recommend dropping the mask mandate in schools. About an hour after he made the presentation, he was still up there because there was this 
public comment period and the county commissioner's comment period. He was asked by Commissioner Mark Jarrell why things are different, why the different approach, why are you getting rid of this, basically, if we haven't hit the target metric of 5% positivity rate. Sure. So relative to the 5% metric, uh, there are a couple of things. One, I've talked a lot about the, the increasingly unreliable nature of that metric. Uh, and it is, a, it is concerning for me uh, that a public policy would be based on a metric that we are not confident in truly represents what's happening in our community. Uh, there is sufficient evidence uh, that our team has reviewed very, very, very closely uh, to be able to understand sort of what's happening with transmission in the community. And I do expect that that metric, which again was originally sort of established by our partners in the federal government, uh, we'll start to transition more globally away from that. And I do ah. expect that to come. Uh, I don't, again, as I alluded to earlier, the percent positivity will still help us understand some things about how the p- pandemic is evolving, uh, but it will not be the predominant metric by which we need to use to uh, understand when we need to uh, consider community mitigation measures. Uh, we really need to focus on uh, severity of impact, uh, which I believe you'll uh, begin to hear more about that over time. Uh, I don't know when. There could be another month or two. Uh, But I do think, uh, given that, I do think we need to to move in that direction. Very interesting. I would just add that it never should have been the metric. That's, again, my opinion, not an expert. But never should have been, never should have been the metric, particularly the loan metric that you based your mask mandate on. That's just ridiculous. Um, He said, quote, it's concerning to him that... uh, that we're basing public policy on a metric that we're not confident in. I agree. This is why I said I'm cautiously optimistic with this doctor uh, running the Department of Health. This is this is very astute, right? To base public policy on a metric we're not confident in, that is concerning. Yes, I agree. It's been concerning to me as well. Of course, I was called, you know, grandma killer for it. But uh, at least, you know, now I'm on the right side of history. Um He said, quote, we need to focus more on severity of impact. Yes, I agree. I've been saying this also for a very long time that, hey, why don't we ask the hospitals how many people are in ICU on a ventilator from COVID due to COVID, right? Because if you're on a ventilator with COVID in the ICU, like that is a severe case, right? So why don't we have that number as a metric? Because to me, That's like last stage before death. That, to me, is where you don't want to be, so why don't we keep track of that number? To this point, he spoke about hospitalization data. Data that I would point out has been used by media and government officials to, you know, kind of terrify people. Both hospitals' capacity is stable at this time. Their capacity always runs above 90%. That's normal uh, for their... Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again? Both hospitals' capacity is stable at this time. Their capacity always runs above 90%. That's normal uh, for their operations. <gasps> you don't say. You don't say. 90% plus? That's normal. So all this time, when media has been running around saying, Oh my God, we have 87% hospitalization usage. Like, that. that's actually lower than normal. Interesting. Maybe that context could have been provided by, you know, literally every media outlet covering these stories. I've been pointing this out for almost 
a year and a half now, I want to say? Uh, the um, uh, the biggest challenge that both the healthcare I'm sorry, also we have consulted with our emergency medical services. Uh, the biggest challenge that they're having relative to this is uh, still just a general staffing shortage that healthcare is having overall. Uh, that is not a result of the pandemic specifically, you know, because of COVID cases in the hospital. It's just an employment workforce issue. Whoa, 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 whoa. So now you're saying the hospitals are not being overwhelmed with all of the patients and no one's working on And that's not COVID. That's just shortage of workforce issues. Interesting. Why did it take a new public health director to come on board to tell us these things? Is this all brand new information? Uh, and so right now, there are roughly 300 people in the hospital in Mecklenburg County. Uh, that number has plummeted by 50% since I last talked to you all. Uh, and so I do think that that is an important indicator. Their operation status right now, currently today, is stable. I agree. That's a good, that, that's a good indicator. Number of hospitalizations due to COVID, not with COVID, due to COVID. People who are hospitalized for COVID. People who go in there for like, you know, something else, like a hip replacement, and then like, oh, look at that. You popped positive on a PCR test because you had COVID like two weeks prior, and it's still picking up the remnants of it and gives you a false positive as if you're still contagious. And that's part of the limitations that we have here is how do you know someone's contagious? And then there's the asymptomatic, you know, oh, my gosh, asymptomatic. Um, uh, that's the stealth Omicron, right? Oh, my gosh, we don't even know we have it, all that So that's why just being in the hospital with COVID is not necessarily a great metric, which is why I go back to the hospitalization due to COVID or hospitalization in the ICU on a ventilator due to COVID. Like, I think those are better metrics. Those are the ones I prefer to look at. I look at the hospital vacancy rates as well, their usage, right, the census. So if they're at 90% and that's what they normally operate at, then it seems to me like things are okay. You're not canceling all of the non-emergency services. So things seem to be going okay. I'm not trying to minimize the risks or anyone's death. I'm just saying from a macro standpoint, from the policy standpoint, those are the data points I tend to look at.